For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Parents, you taught your kids everything from tying their shoes to riding a bike. Now for another life lesson, that saving money is worth it, and chores can be fun. Meet GoHenry, the debit card and financial learning app for kids 6 to 18. They'll check off chores in the app, set savings goals, and get their own customized card. It's easy to automate allowance, track spending, and more, so they get independence and you get to set the boundaries. Guide their learning every step of the way and stay up to date with real-time notifications in your parent app. Families love it. 92% of parents say their kids were more money confident after using the app. They'll love learning about money. Here's your tool to teach them. Get started at GoHenry.com, promo code GoHenry. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your filtry air filters today at filtry.com. Let's clear the air. What's up, everybody? It's your boy B. Scott with the Philadelphia Eagles. I just want to thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating. Fly, Eagles, fly. Thanks for tuning in to Eagles Brawl of the Broad Network. However, you are listening iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, or any other podcast platform you use, we greatly appreciate it. Connor Miles here, Johnny Page. We just wanted to do a recap on our top 20 list because we got some great reaction from the, the listeners and uh, some controversial uh, issues, Johnny. I, I think the best one was, and I'm not going to lie, I've had time to sleep on it and I understand the perspective on it is. We got killed for Andre Dillard being so low. Uh, and then another one that I thought was I, – I, I disagree with wholeheartedly. Um, he, did, he he had some good reasoning, but I, I, I he did just talk me out of it no matter what that was. Uh, at Roscoe Rocks on Twitter said, don't think Deshaun should be on either list. I hope he prays he stays healthy, but anything we get from him is a bonus. Now, I mean – Obviously, with everything going on with Deshaun right now, you could argue that. But prior to the events on Instagram, Johnny and I made these lists, so don't don't take into. Anyways, if Deshaun Jackson stays on the team, no matter what, he stays on my list where he's at at number ten. I'm sure he stays on the list where you have him at number nine as well, Johnny. Uh, but Roscoe doesn't think that he should be on there at all, and that it should be easy. BG should be above. No, no, he said Javon Hargrave should be above BG, which, again, I disagree with. Uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't agree with that. But he has his reason for his opinions. Um, Dakota, 
Dakota has been an added listener. We really appreciate Dakota, and I think he might be one of the winners. We'll see because he gave some great. He he was very interactive with the reasoning, so you have to tip your hat to that. But his 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 top twenty list was interesting, my friend. Did you read it? Yes, I am now trying to get it up on Twitter because this is called a uh, podcast quick, planning. I got it right here. So, so let's just dissect Dakota's list, and then we'll go with Randy, our great friend. I have a listener to the show next with his list, but Dakota yeah, has Wentz, Kelsey, Cox, Lane, Slay, Sanders, Graham, Ertz, Jackson, Hargrave. So his top ten already, I I think is fine. That's a really good top ten. That, that's yeah. a reasonable top ten. Yeah, that's I must admit, just, re- just really quickly, before you go through that, you mentioned it previously. Uh, this is a bit of a random episode. We're just going through some reactions because it's the off-season. Um, the Deshaun one, I must admit, I think – I don't want to – because when we do these lists, they're really hard. I change my mind like a million times. This is nothing to do with what's going on at the moment. Deshaun's in the news for some very unfortunate reasons. Uh, it's nothing to do with that. I think I would move him down. I think the more I think about it now – I think I put him ninth, and I think if I'm being honest, I'm probably being maybe wishful thinking on his injuries. Maybe I'm sort of getting sucked in and expecting him to be healthy. The thing that I struggle with, and this is where you probably agree as well, is that if you move him below, say, Goddard and Hargreave on my list on the cloud, like the Eagles just don't have any receivers. I know we spoke about the receiver position a lot this year, but you just can't help but feel that if Deshaun is healthy, he's going to have to do a lot. Because they just don't have much else. Like, you look at what's going to happen this offseason. Rager's not going to get much time, if any practice time. Uh, like, it's in an ideal world, I'd push Deshaun down. If they had signed, like, Brashad Perryman to play outside as well, when I'd push Deshaun way down, they just don't really have anything. Like, unless JJ Arcega outside does something or Alshon comes back much earlier. As much as I agree with people saying, why did we put Deshaun that high? Like you just you as much as you throw to the running backs and tight ends, we done it a lot last year. It's a hard way to be consistent. You, I doubt we're going to have another year where Wentz throws for four thousand yards and no receivers do anything. Like surely one receiver has to do something. So that's that's why I'll sort of defend Deshaun being on the list. But if I was doing it again, I could see myself putting Deshaun below, say Goddard and Hargrave. I could potentially put him at eleven, just outside the top ten. But you're shaking no. your head. You obviously. No. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really difficult hey, one. Take, it's a difficult one. No, no, it's not that difficult. Take – okay, so we can t- I, we accounted for the injuries, so don't say we didn't. We definitely brought up injuries. Yes, we did. We, we did. About him. And I guarantee you he plays 12 games at max if he if he has a healthy season. He's going to miss games. I, I already see it coming, but at least they have Goodwin, Rager, and uh, Pytower to at least mask some of the speed deficiencies for those four games. But – Sean Jackson's the best wide receiver on their team. That take away all the stuff's going on with him right now. I can't comment on that. Uh, I I'm not Jewish. I don't understand how they feel, or I understand the comments he made was hurtful. Uh, he needs to where he's ignorant to the situation. He needs to learn a lot from it, and I hope he pays his dividends and makes up for his mistakes. But that's all I could say on that. Uh, I I refuse to go any farther than that. Take away that he's their best wide receiver on their team. By far. Alshon Jeffrey, if he comes back this season, won't be good. Guarantee it. He's been a shell of his former self. Uh, 2017 was his outliner year. 2018 was the best year we're going to get from him. 2019, 20, 21, if he, I, I, which I don't even think he makes it to 21, 21 with this team. 2019, 2020, that's his down years. He's done. It's it's Alshon Jeffrey experience over with. 
J.J. Arcega Whiteside, if he does bounce back next year, I don't think it's going to be that much better. It, you have to take a car into this pandemic. The reps that are lost. Uh, I understand he's out there training with Wentz and building chemistry, but again, he's not going up against corners. He's not going up against any type of – it's not real practice. It's throwing the ball around. I'm not buying into that. I bought into that with Jordan Matthews. I bought into that with all the rest of the Nelson Aguilar. I'm not buying into that with J.J. Arcega White Todd. He has to prove it a little bit more, especially for the type of skill set he is. And like you and I said before, Wentz doesn't really target that type of guys that he plays – like how he plays his game. It's more of a Nick Foles type guy. That's not that's not Carson Wentz's type wide receiver. So I don't – I still am kind of out on J.J. Arcega White Todd. Goodwin is coming to a whole new offense. Uh, the only thing that plays into his benefit is Rich Scandarello. He has experience with him. So uh, the experience with his concepts and being a veteran helps him, which even I think propels him to make the team, even though I questioned before if he would. I think now, even more than ever, with the with the fear of this stuff ruining training camp and maybe even a preseason, since it's already shortened, uh, I think it just propelled Goodwin's chances to make the team. But he's not good. He's a very below average wide receiver. He's just speed. He's a one trick pony. Uh, I don't. I, I don't think the Eagles are maximize his skill set. This isn't like a wide receiver uh, factory. This is a quarterback factory. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, of course, you cannot. And like you and I have said, we cannot count on Rager in his rookie year. He brings a dynamic play play making skill set. But the Eagles need to count on two wide receivers, not just one. And and, and to put so much on a rookie's plate is what they just did with did just like a white side. This is what they just did with Nelson Aguilar. It doesn't work. They need to gradually bring him along. Deshaun Jackson is their best option wide receiver right now. He's their best vertical threat. You saw week one with him and Wentz. It went like that. It took the first game. It took the second half of the first game for those guys to click and connect on. the. He had two 40-plus touchdowns, which was tied second in the league behind Deshaun Diggs last year. He's the, he's top 10. You cannot argue that he's not top 10. I, yeah. I, if you want to sit on the injuries, that's fine. Because again, he yeah, could be lost. To injuries. I'm like but if Deshaun Jackson, yeah, I'm Deshaun not talking Jackson about plays, lately. No, if Deshaun Jackson plays last year, they don't struggle to get to the uh, to win the NFC East. Yeah, they weren't done that's it, fair they point. Done it easier, and that's important. That's because if you struggle to win the NFC East this year, you might not win it. Yeah. So Deshaun Jackson is the most important wide receiver on this team. You take him off the team. The, the wide receiver picture is not that much different than it was last year because you're yep. counting again. On, you're putting too much on our rookie's plate, which you just did with J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. You have J.J. Arcega-Whiteside in Nelson Aguilar's situation where he, you're asking him to do a lot, where he can't do a lot. Deshaun Jackson is the, the top one, it, easily in the top ten. I'm sorry. He has to I be. Just, I think I, if, I if he's not, then we're in trouble. Have we got anything else? Any other good – any other lists we get sent that were – So let's go over to Dakota's list real quick because I thought – Yes, he's done the top ten. Top ten's good. Yep, I'm happy with okay, that. So Slightly different order. 11 and 20 is – he has Roddy McLeod, which I had McLeod even above Deshaun Jackson, by the way, because as you said, the, yep. I just want to make it clear that McLeod was above Deshaun Jackson. I mean, yeah, so, we know you like McLeod. He has Roddy McLeod, which yep. right. Boston Scott at 12. Okay, so here I want to say something about Boston Scott real quick because I did some digging around the league to see if the Eagles are really serious about sticking with one running back. I actually have a friend that works for Niner Nation uh, of SB Nation. And he told me that the Eagles tried to trade for Matt Burita. They offered Razul Douglas for Matt Burita and Dante Pettis, and the 49ers said no. And they were just they just wanted to trade Dante Pettis for uh, Razul Douglas, and the Eagles weren't doing that. They wanted both. Now that Raheem Mozart's available, I wonder if the Eagles slip around with that and say, hey, we'll give you Razul Douglas. I don't know. I don't Because he wants an extension, and they're not going to pay a running back. It's not going to happen. But he's played with the team before. Uh, obviously, he had a breakout season last year. Compliment Sanders well. 
They tried to draft Jake. They thought about drafting J.J. Dobbins. They at the combine, everybody I heard from said that they wanted to keep Jordan Howard and keep the running back by committee approach. They just didn't expect Miami to pay him what they did. They stiffed around the running back market. They just aren't paying the money that it takes. Raheem Moser right now is on a favorable deal. If you could talk him out of wanting the extension right now, I could see the Eagles being interested now. So, so I is think this a way of you saying heard, Boston Scott should not be, in your opinion, Boston Scott shouldn't be 12? We we talked about it that yeah. he should that he's one of the players that could make the top twenty because I still think yeah. even if you get another running back, Darren Sproles' role is still real and Boston Scott fills it well. But if you get another running back, that still eats into his snaps because you're not yeah. going to use Sproles' roles as much. So that you have to take Boston Scott. I think Boston, he's not Boston, twelve. He's no, not twelve. Boston Scott's a really interesting player. Like he obviously can play. Like there's no doubting he can play. I think the question with someone like Boston Scott is uh, if you're going to have him that high. I mean, you're going to assume he's going to get significant snaps. I mean, if you're a top 12 player, mm. you're going to have to play. And he's not, you're not taking Miles Sanders off the field consistently to give Boston Scott his snaps. No. The Eagles haven't been much of a dual running back offense. And we don't really use many snaps with two running backs on the field at the same time. We have at times, but it's not a big part of the offense. Um, I'm, the more I start to think about it, I just, I really do think Sanders is going to have a really big role this year. There's been a lot of debate about him. I, do not see Boston Scott stealing enough snaps to be anywhere near that important. And to be honest, you know how I feel about Corey Clement. If Corey Clement's healthy, is Boston Scott significantly better than a healthy Corey Clement? If Boston Scott was to go down, would the Eagles offense struggle anymore? Um, I don't think so. So I'm not as much as I like Boston Scott. I think he's a good player. I like him. Um, he's fine. He's, I would not have him anywhere near the top 15. You can make an argument for bottom half. I personally would not have him. Um, anywhere near the top fifteen. As I said, to be honest, he wasn't even on my just missed. He'd probably be around like twenty three ish for me. Um, Corey Clement has to prove to me that he's not lighting in a bottle anymore. Yeah, he's like yeah. I think that they're gonna ride Boston Scott's momentum, and if he struggles like Corey Clement did coming out of the gate for his second year in the system, then yes, I could see more opportunities. For I think Corey Clement's just health. Corey Clement's just yeah. Health. It is just health. It is, but I I. So that Tampa Bay game in 2018, I can't get out of my head. He was hitting holes at a he, he just couldn't see him. He, yeah. he just got swallowed up immediately, and I, I can't get that game out of my head because I was there and I saw it in person. So, uh, again, I, I like Corey Clement though. I think I would. I'm again, I'm perfectly fine with Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Corey Clement. Like, go ahead, and then maybe Adrian Killings because he can do a kick returner because they I like they like to keep a lot of running backs. Uh, Boston Scott. You can argue at twenty. You can't argue at. 20. I'm sorry, Dakota. I love you, but not twelve, buddy. Yeah, uh, too. Many Coleman. He has a thirteen. You have to have yep. way above Boston Scott. I like that. Dallas Goddard, fourteen. Yep. You have to have way above Boston Scott. But again, good pick. Barnett. I like this pick still because I, yep. I, they, I don't know if they bring back thirty period anymore. The no, more, they, the, I, the more I talk about it and say, hey, you know, I mean, they can go into camp and see because that could be camp. Yeah. Uh, so. Jannard Avery looks good. Uh, that footwork athletic guy on, on Twitter that posts all the Eagles videos when he works with these guys. I think he's Gennard an Eagles coach like at this point. <laughs> yeah, he basically is. But Jannard, they look like – so the things that he's practicing with Jannard Avery, to me, though, looks like they want their defensive end to drop back and be Sam. So that's why I, I'm starting to think, whoa, Jannard Avery might actually have a role in this team because you have a defensive end that can drop back in coverage. I don't think you have that, Barnett. I don't think you have that in – a obviously not Graham. They've actually uh, tried doing it with Barnett occasionally. They have dropped Barnett. I don't Barnett think, yeah, I, I know. Not I've very often, it, but I don't like it. It has been done. Not, yeah, it has been done. He's not and that agile. Yeah. Avery is. So that's what I'm thinking. Maybe 
maybe they're thinking we need to get Jordan Avery stops because we want to do that more with our defensive end this year. And maybe yeah. blitz a linebacker like, say, Jatavius Brown off the – I don't know. Uh, it'd be interesting. So um, the reason why I think Barnett needs to be big, though, is because if they do play Jordan Avery, he's not the pass rusher that uh, Josh Sweat is. And Josh Sweat's not the pass rusher that Chris Long or Michael Bennett is. So you're asking – or Vinnie Curry is even at this point. So you're asking a lot of him to be that third productive pass rush guy. Barnett needs to step up and have that breakout season finally. So, yes, I think Barnett has to make this list no matter what. He has him at 15. He's Will Parks at 16. Uh, Will Parks, with the deficiency at linebacker, if you don't believe in Nate Gary, which I completely understand, and you think that Will Parks is going to play a ton of dying linebacker snaps this year, and that's what the Eagles roll with mostly, okay, I guess I can get him making this list. Uh, but for me now. So, yes, Kayvon Wallace at 17, which – and he, and he puts on the thing. He he makes a list in the last region and says, K.R. Wall is going to be a steal of the draft. Uh, again, I don't know if they have a clear picture outside of Malcolm Jenkins. So maybe K.R. Wall steps up, but I just don't think in a rookie year that's going to happen. So uh, I disagree with that. He has Mills at 18, which you love. Uh, yeah, just really quickly I, on that point. Um, if I was banking on any of them, I would bank on Parks over Wallace this year. It's a really boring point, and you go on every like NFL analysis, and they say there's no training camp, and the rookies aren't going to do very good. But it's boring because it's true. Like the idea that the, well, think about what the Eagles ask their box safety to do. Think about what I'm not saying they're going to give Wallace the same responsibility as Jenkins, but think about what they ask him to do. You're talking play the eighth man in the box a lot of time on run fits. Uh, cover running backs in man coverage, cover tight, ends, cover tight ends in man coverage, cover wide receivers in man coverage. Like, they do a lot of stuff with that position. The idea you're going to throw Wallace into that situation as a starter this year, uh, you can really like him as a player, but Mills, I think, will start. I think where Will Parks becomes interesting is if Mills doesn't do well, because we all know Mills has severe limitations athletically. If he really does struggle in that role, then I think you could make the argument that Parks will come in um, sooner rather than later. So it'd be, it'd be an interesting one, Parks. And I guess he hasn't got a... I do think, I do think Will Parks is a sub-linebacker, though. I do think yeah. he's a linebacker. Yeah, he could play there, I, definitely. Because I, I, I just, I don't know. I'm not, I, I know you talked about the Gary played dime linebacker, which I just think Parks gives him a better advantage, actually, if Will Parks is on the field than Nate Gary. Uh, that's just my opinion. Because I think Will Parks is actually good in coverage, too. So, But he can play it all. That's the cool thing about Will Parks. He can play single high if needed. So if Ronnie McLeod goes down, you actually have his, his backup at Will Parks that actually can play there. So uh, I can understand Will Parks making this list more than I could have on Wallace. He has Joshua at 19 and Sidney Jones at 20. Sidney Jones is interesting. Uh, he clearly believes that he wins the quarterback two battle. Yeah, I think a lot of, your, a lot of people do, yes. A lot of people do do. Um, to your point, though, that you said, I think you're right about this rookie thing, and I think a lot of people on Twitter that I noticed don't agree. Uh, it's going to be interesting. This offseason for rookies, I think their transition is going to be like something we've never seen before. And a lot of people are like not thinking that way. They're thinking it's going to be a real rookie season, it seems like, to people. Because a lot of these rookies are being counted on. I, I've seen people that say, get rid of Deshaun. It doesn't matter anymore. We have Rager. Uh, yeah, I don't know about asking a rookie to do a lot. The time the Eagles do that, it they is, kind of yeah. screw up. So, uh it is like such a boring point because we all love sports and we're all listening to this podcast and watching stuff because sports. But there is like a realism and you have to train. You have to like play a lot. 
Like it's just one of those things. You the amount you have to learn at NFL defenses level, just little things. You're talking about communication between players, talking about the way you've got to know when X motions in a certain direction, uh what how you're changing roles. It's so technical. I know we like it as fans to look at cover one, cover two, cover three, cover four, done, man or zone, sorted. There are so many intricacies that go into defensive coverage. I think for cornerbacks and safeties, probably more than any position, as well as maybe linebackers. There are so many things to learn that you just have to sort of get on the field and do. And I think anyone like Wallace or any rookie, and, that, and to an extent, Rager, but there's also an argument that with Rager, you can simplify things more at receiver. Um, I always think sort of when you're on the offensive side of the ball, you're the ones in control. So you can simplify it much more. On defense, you're reacting. So you can not you can try and simplify things on defense as much as you can. But if it's too simple, you'll just get beat because teams will figure you out. Whereas on offense, to an extent, you can give Rager a very specific amount of routes, week one, week two, week three, a very specific starting point and build him in slowly. Whereas I think it's more difficult at other positions. And just having just while we were talking, I Googled my Maddox and Jones film piece and BGN put a vote at the end. It got over 2,900 votes and it was 55% for Maddox, 45% for Jones as to who should start. So actually BGN's audience had it as slightly more Maddox. You know I'm slightly more in favour of Maddox as well. So yeah, personally, I would have Maddox at the end of this list if I was going to have a cornerback too. But I actually didn't put either Maddox or Jones on my list. I want Jones to start based off potential, but I know Maddox will based off of Jim Schwartz's locker room. Also because Jones just isn't really people want him to be college Sydney Jones and we haven't seen that yet I do um, want him to be college Sydney Jones Johnny that's my and there are also people who just look at numbers too much and they see his numbers last year and go wow and then you watch it and you see guys running past him yeah. four or five occasions I, uh, I think we've mocked it on here before too because um, yeah they pull up his numbers for the Dallas game and the Giants game and I'm like look at his snap count bro like, <laughs> yeah, he didn't even play him that much. Like, yeah. he made those great. Yeah, he made those great plays against Gallup. He played four snaps, five snaps yeah. that game. He had the great time against the Giants. He played fifty percent of the defensive snaps. Like, yeah, the Eagles don't. He, yes, he performs well sparingly, and the Eagles only trust him to use him sparingly. I, yeah. I don't know if that changes much this year with this competition, but the only reason why I hope it does is again, the quarterback two faces the inferior wide receiver, no matter what. Yeah. size worries me at the end of the day. I think Jones has a better vertical. But On that note, um, before we break down some other reactions, we had a lot of, uh, Darius Slay love, didn't we? So I was had a lot of comments about, at Slay early. Yeah. So one thing about Randy's list, uh, I'm just going to keep pretty much had everybody we had, except for two people. Yep. Kelsey never won over once. I thought that was interesting. He did on Randy's, didn't he? He did on Randy's. Yeah. Yeah. And then he put Sayamalo at five, which five I think is high, but to keep to put Sayamalo in the top ten, I can kind of agree with. If you truly believe the Tinos to bring back Jason Peters, which I don't, I think they do. So Yeah. If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, by the way, it's Randy, I can't what's his name? Desmond? I can't pronounce that. Uh, is that from Des Moines? Des Moines. There we go. It's in Iowa. It's in Iowa. I'm sounding French. This is the British person in me. Uh, Randy's been, me and Randy go back years on Twitter. He had a different Twitter account. Oh right? yeah, Randy Jobless. Yeah. Yes, Randy Jobless. He is the man. Anyone that's followed Eagles Twitter for years. Um, yeah, I mean, it's neat. I like looking at different lists. Uh, I mean, you know me. I'm a Sam Ali fan. Like, would I put him five? Sorry, Randy. No. Um, would I put Kelsey over Wentz? No. But I can see the logic. It's quite interesting seeing someone uh, 
putting that hard. Who else did Randy have? I did have his list up in front of me, and now I've completely uh, lost it. Was it? Slay. Kelsey Wentz, Lane Slay, Sayo Malu, Graham, Cox, Goddard, McLeod, Deshaun. It's interesting. And say what's interesting as well is the more you read these lists, you get an idea about fan reaction. Uh, no one has Fletcher Cox top two or three. In fact, I would say it's quite common knowledge. I do. And, all, and I, yeah. I think you're probably okay. right, to be honest. I, it's interesting I'm gonna go, about I'm how gonna go fan back. reaction I'm, changes. I'm going to pull the – we had this guest who's done a ton of work around the league on the show named Mike Kay. And go back to a great phase. He said, "A lot of people underrate what the defense did in 2017. You take Fletcher Cox off that team, they do not win a Super Bowl. And I will tell you right now, they do not make the playoffs without Fletcher Cox. I don't, I, I don't understand his impact is being shadowed by the fact that he's being triple teamed by the offensive line because the interior of, of the Eagles' line has been weak the last two years because of injuries." If they finally get defensive, that's why I love that some people have focused on. I I've noticed so many people have focused on Javon Hargrave. I love the it's the same reason that we always said if they get the defensive two position uh, defensive tackle two position right this year, and Malik Jackson becomes a vital rotational piece to that interior defensive line, and Fletcher Cox can breathe and not have matchups disadvantages to him, you're looking at all pro talent. Yeah. Fletcher Cox isn't Reggie White, but he's a tier below him. We need to understand that Fletcher Cox is a generational talent that the Eagles inherited through the draft. They finally got one of their first-round picks right. They got one of the best players that could ever draft in the first round in the history of the franchise of Fletcher Cox. I don't understand why he's not in a lot of people's top at least three. I think the argument is, I think the argument is not about Cox. I think if you were to talk to a lot of people that have had him lower, I think their argument would be the cornerbacks aren't very good. So Slay has to be higher. Um, we're in an offense first league. So you put offensive linemen first because they're important to us with no offense, with no receivers. And also, I guess, I think narrative around the team, and I don't agree with this narrative, narrative around the team is that the defensive line is freaking awesome. And if that's your narrative, then I think that Cox is less important because you've got better players. I would actually argue the defensive ends are carried a bit by Fletcher Cox in the middle. I mean, if you watch Eagles game and you break it down, Derek Barnett never gets double teamed. I mean, there's not many edge rushers who face less. I would imagine anyway, I wouldn't, I'm not going to lie and say I watch everything. Edge rusher in the league. Yes. He gets very, very little uh, double coverage. Barnett. He gets very little chips from running back. He gets very little tight end. Even Brandon Graham, who I love, doesn't face that much attention because they're always uh, covering in the middle. They're not going to so, double team Brandon Grant because of his size. That's, that's I don't think the Eagles happen. have a pass rusher on the edge good enough to beat um, a running back chipping as well as a tackle in time, to be completely honest. So, yeah, I think you can. I think I'm right. I think it's just interesting because a lot of people, if you were to ask people, I think, on Twitter, who's the Eagles' best defensive player, I think 99% would say Cox, 90%. Yeah, if you ask them to put this list together – I think a lot of people would drop Cox down. And let's be honest, I mean, I had him fifth. I had him as the second defensive player on my list. I put Slay one above it, and I justified that on the episode. You can go back to this if you want to know why. But, I, yeah, I think anywhere below Cox, personally, I think below people like Graham, Samalu, it shouldn't uh, happen. What about the other thing that Randy yeah. had um, before we before uh, we spend the episode on Cox? Uh, That's what I would say. I, I just, yeah, you finish off, then I'll tell Cox, you what I was going to say. You take Cox off this team. You take Cox off this team. I don't even care if it's Malik Jackson, Javon Hargrave in the middle because that does sound good. It's not good enough for that Eagles defensive line. No, I agree. A horrible team without Fletcher Cox. I yep. think. I think, and I'll just end it at this. I think Fletcher Cox is the Eagles' best player still. So, 
Yep, last thing I want to mention before we move on from... Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Randy. Randy, uh, I want to say, I want to go into Andy's because we pretty much touched on Randy's. Yeah, last one on Randy first, though. Got that, uh, got that over us. What do you think? I don't understand that. Any any chance this year in your mind that Goddard becomes well? I said I actually one tight end. I, I no, if Les Agger gets, gets hurt, but no. Yeah, uh, I did say something actually on where I had Goddard on my top twenty that uh, Randy might think as well. Maybe that's why he thinks this is very important. Is that he leads the Eagles in touchdowns this year? Yeah, so I also think blocking. They might need a bit of help run blocking. Uh, Ertz gives us. I mean, Ertz has a reputation as a that's, horrible run oh, blocker. That's a very good point. Yeah, I do think this reputation about Ertz being a horrible run blocker is really unfair. Ertz is fine. Oh, he's for a, modern, a lot better. Yeah, for a modern-day tight end bad. who catches 100 balls, like, he's fine. Yeah. Ertz is a no, decent no, no. He's run very blocker. Good. He's, no, he's yeah. a lot better now. He's a lot yeah, and he also always gives effort. But, Let's yeah. Look at uh, uh, what Anthony uh, Debana said about yeah, uh, Anthony. I know our our guy Anthony not having he was uh, upset with us for not having Andre Dillard in our top ten. A fun story about Anthony. Uh, I think I believe I'm right. He's probably listening to this going you moron. You're totally wrong. Uh, he used to sort of edit. I used to write for a website called Inside the Eagles, which I think he's still around. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, he used to edit. He was like my editor for a bit. So I mean, it's like being told off by a boss at work. Uh, I was getting oh. crucified for my Andre Dillard take. Uh, yeah, Anthony, he's always very opinionated, Anthony, which I appreciate because, you know, what's the point of having fun talking sports on Twitter if you're not opinionated? Uh, what's other things he said? But I know you've probably got in front of you. He did not agree with uh, my take to have Andre Dillard down at 18. Well, so I'm going to justify I mean, my argument. Because, I mean, I hate to crucify here, my friend, but you kind of did contradict on what we made this list for because your response right away was, I don't think Andre Dillard's that good. And I'm like, yes. this is, and he's right. Cause he, cause what he said, and I said it too, and you said it as well, when we got into the Andre Dillard thing. And I literally, the only reason why I have Andre Dillard probably as low is because I, he's absolutely right. The left tackle is probably one of the most important positions on the Eagles. But so, is he good? Is he good? Because you can't be important if you're not good. He, I, don't, I don't know. We don't know. You can't. You, I'll give you an example, from right? What he showed us so far. From what he showed us so far, no. I, right. yeah. I think he'd be better. Yes, I think this pandemic ruined it. But I, I, what my reasoning for putting him was so low is because I'm thinking, you know, they bring Jason Peters back. If they bring Jason Peters back, where would I put him on my list? And I probably would put him where I had Andre Dillard because I can consistency for Jason Peters just do. But besides the injuries, uh, I can. Right. So let's Peters just really quickly. Did you put I put Andre Dillard at 18, and I now don't think they'll bring back Peters if. They, where did you have Dillard? You had him like 12 or something? I have this. Uh, I don't know. No, you had him 14. You had him 14. Yeah, I had 14. If they 14. don't bring back Jason Peters, is he still 14 for you? Or is he higher? Yeah, he might be a little bit higher because left tackle just is very important for this team. Uh, but they do fear running on the right side. So right. I don't know I'm gonna, if I would put him up much higher. Let me just explain why I didn't put Dillard, because then I, you're right. I said he's not a good player. Right, basically, I don't know, but I, I like Dillard. I said on the podcast, I think I liked him coming out of college. Uh, just because you play an important position doesn't mean for this list you're going to be in the most important players. So you can only be an important player if you're good. So 
I have this every example why have you got Goddard above Dillard? Isn't Dillard more important? But I, I think this Eagles team would actually be able to deal with an Andre Dillard injury more than they'd be able to deal with a Dallas Goddard injury, for example. Um, I always think this, for example, I look at the New Orleans Saints last year. Uh, I think Teddy Bridgewater played like seven games or them for seven, something, six or seven. Breeze was injured, wasn't he? Did he play six, seven games? I'm frantically Googling now. Um, he wasn't very good for like any of those games. I don't know he got a contract. His yards per attempt are like atrocious. He was a game man. He was a game man he was, those games. Yeah, was, but if you're making a list and you, I think the Saints went like seven for one or something ludicrous, like six for one or something with him as starter. And if you made that list and you say who... They lose. Yeah, who were the all right six? No, who were the most important players in the, in that undefeated run by the Saints? It was not Teddy Bridgewater. Yes, he's a quarterback, and yes, the quarterback's the most important position. And I'm looking up now; they lost the last game, so they did lose the Rams oh, game. Right. He, I'm looking at those numbers now. He his numbers aren't his numbers are fine, but if you watch those games, like he was carried big time by a very good coaching scheme, which I mean, Sean Patton is unbelievably good at this stuff. Uh, Michael Thomas catches everything, and their running game was exceptional. He, he had games where his yards per attempt were like. And they beat the Cowboys 12-10. He went 23 to for 30 for 193 yards. No TDs in interception. Uh, why am I talking about Teddy Bridgewater? He took five sacks as well. My goodness, why did the Panthers pay that guy? But anyway, uh, that's a completely unrelated conversation. My point being is that just because you play an important position doesn't mean you're the most important player. You have to actually be good. So for, that's my point. If you were to make a list of why did the Saints win uh, five, go 5-1 five and one or 6-1 and one with Teddy last year, the quarterback wouldn't be number one because he wasn't that important to them. You know what? You could replace Teddy with a bunch of other guys and the Saints would have done the same thing. I'm not convinced Andre Dillard next year is an above average player, which means, yes, he's a left tackle, but it doesn't make him that important to the Eagles. You know what? If Jason Peters isn't signed and Andre Dillard goes down in training camp, they just sign Jason Peters. There's probably other left tackles out there. I mean, I'm not going to go on the Jordan Mylata train yet um, because we haven't seen him enough. But my point being is to be in my top 10, you've got to be really good. So like, that's why I haven't gone out there because I think Goddard is really good, like really good. And I look at my list now, right. I had Andre Dillard behind Jalen Rager and Nate Gary. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. Maybe maybe it's slightly too low. But I'm looking at the other guys I had in below. I don't think it's going to be more important than Goddard, despite what Anthony said. I don't think it's going to be more important than Hargrave, than McLeod, than Sam Arloop. Sam Arloop is a better player than him. So to be honest, do I value left tackle that much more over left guard next year? Not really. They're both important positions. Arguably, you can help out your tackle more than your guard anyway. Um, and to be honest, Sam Arlu's not going to get much help from Kelsey next year because Kelsey's going to be helping out Pryor's side of the field a lot. So you could easily make an argument if you're going to say, yes, left tackle is more important than uh, left guard. I mean, it is traditionally, but I'm also of the opinion that pressure up the middle is the most important thing anyway in the modern day NFL. I think quarterbacks get the ball out so quickly. Quarterbacks are so athletic. I think actually... My point is a left guard is not that less important, in my opinion, anyway, these days in a left tackle. So I'm not bumping Andre Dillard up in my top 10 just because he plays left tackle. That's not a reason for him to be, because to be important for a team, you've got to be good, right? So, and I'm not saying he's not good. I just haven't seen the proof yet. So I'm going to have him below people like Barnett, a starting defensive end, below people like Sayamalu, below McLeod, below Hargrave, below Goddard, below Deshaun. So maybe the earliest I'd put Dillard is 16. You could make a case I could put him above Gary and Rager and stick him at 16 and maybe 15 if I put him above Nickel Roby Coleman. But he, Nickel Roby Coleman is a starting cornerback who's very good. That is going to be important for the Eagles next year. Uh, so, yeah, left tackles are important. Eagles have won games with Big V at left tackle. Big V's bad, right? Why? How do you win games? Well, 
you chip. You get a tight end to chip a lot. You get the ball that quicker. There are things you can do. The Eagles will play different. If Andre Dillard and Matt Pryor suck next year, and hopefully they don't, but if they do, the Eagles will be able to make things work. Doug is good enough to make things work. It's not ideal. But yeah, I'm not going to put someone in my top 10 just because they play left tackle. Otherwise, this list might as well just be quarterback, left tackle, defensive end, blah, blah, blah. It's not the way we wanted to do it. So uh, I love you, Anthony. I like your points, but uh, you're wrong. <laughs> and I'm, I'm justifying my argument. Uh, yeah, I'm keeping him at 14 no matter what, because I agree with you. Because another point is Dallas Goddard, like you said, is very great at blocking. So if he's going to help Andre Dillard out with blocking, then you would argue that that's why he's a little bit more important. But at the same time, I don't think they have the depth that they had in the past to replace Andre Diller if Jason Peters doesn't sign. If they have, if Johnny Diller goes down and Jason Peters is on this team, asking a rookie, Prince Tegawahu, who has knee issues, probably not going to happen. Jack Driscoll's a rookie, probably not going to happen either. I don't know who they would play there. Jordan Malata, I... Uh, uh, I mean, we've seen some good stuff in preseason from Jordan Mailata. We, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. yeah no. There will be some free agent out there. There will be some old guy who's like 34 who no one's signed that's yet. That's probably the hard offensive offensive tackles by the hardest thing to find in free agency during yeah in, during the season though. So no, uh, no, I get it, I get but, it. He is important, but, but he is important. But right, that's I what I'm saying. That's that why I keep at 14. But Goddard's going to help him more out the season than anything. But if, if you take Goddard out. He gets hurt. I think Josh. I don't think Josh Perkins could beat Dallas Goddard, but I think no. he could be a serviceable tight end too. He can't block that. Perkins can't. I mean, if you yeah, take Goddard out, this offense instantly becomes a free wide receiver right, offense, right, yeah. and they are, they are free wide receivers. They only got two. Like, this off this team needs right. to be a two tight end right. offense. It has to be. Yeah, you can't. This team has I, to run with Ertz and Goddard. They are so. I important. appreciate Andy's opinions. I think you're right. I think if you made the list, what are the most important positions to a team? Then you could put left tackle in the top ten. Yeah. But, oh, definitely. Uh, with this team currently right now, no, I agree with you. I'm fine with Andre Dillard at 14. I can't put it in. I, it's also I worth noting as well. We've been spoiled by brilliant offensive lines recently. Like we've still got the best center in the league or top three, the best right tackle in the league, and an above average left guard. Like a lot of offensive lines don't have that. That means right. that although you might, good player at the yes, most, if that, you might so have yeah, a weakness that right guard and left tackle, which is not ideal, but you can help. You can well, help Jeff yourself Talon, in that position. You can help it. Jeff, I, I trust Jeff Salad more than anyone. Yeah, than and you can get Jeff. people into a rush. You can We can do more things. We can put more guys in motion to suspend, um, to sort of freeze defensive ends. There are things you can do uh, as a team when you've got an elite center and an elite right tackle that basically require no help. That means you can prioritize other positions on the offensive line. If we were below average, like every position, then you're in big trouble. I think arguably having three stars and two, sorry, two stars is better than having five average guys because actually five average guys is great in theory. But then when you come up against a really good defensive line, who the hell are you giving hope to or help to? Sorry. The Eagles are in a pretty good spot where Lane, you do your thing. Kelsey, you do your thing. Uh, Samalu is fine by himself. They will figure out what's there with the other two. Uh, leave a running back in, chip the left side. There are things you can do to overcome it. So, yeah, that's why ask, I had Andre Dillard down there. That's why. They, they could ask J.J. Arcega why he's had to be a chip blocker since he, they don't, he doesn't like to play wide receiver anyways. Just to give him a roll. If he's not injured, he might have a hey, bad yeah, Riley Cooper did yeah. uh, was a really good blocking wide receiver too, J.J. Yeah. So, if yeah. you want to have a role in Philly, that's, that's, you can do that for Bring back Josh Huff. That's what we really need. 
the great the great blocking wide receiver Josh Huff. Uh, uh, he was good in. Yo, know, I I actually had a funny bet with Josh Huff where we bet on I think it was when Wisconsin Duke played in the NCAA championship game where he would have to send me an autograph if uh, Wisconsin won. I would have to send him one if Duke won. If Duke won, and I had to, and I he literally maybe send him one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Come on, it's more famous than Josh Huff. Right, have we got so any other? Funny. Have we got any other opinions yes. or? Well, you, we got a lot of people that agree. you had more people that agree with you than me. Well, that's yeah. That's so, I mean, what do you expect? I thought it'd be a little closer than it was. Uh, you might have more Twitter followers, can I? But you had a big, you had a big fan on Twitter that would big time Toddy Jam. He every time we put him on now, he he was loving what you were saying. There you go, smart man. And he smart man. Why. So he he, he he made a. He made some good reasonings. He said he thinks he agrees with you. The offense will be more important than the defense. I think that's where I got more votes. I think that's what's interesting. I think I clearly had offense higher. 2017, Um, all over again. Everybody doesn't appreciate what the defensive front seven. We're an offensive league, Connor. Fantasy football, Madden. We love our offense. And I also think uh, you, I had Kel second and you had him third. I know that's a minor difference. I think people would love Jason Kelce, man. Like, people would love him. And the fact that you put Fletcher Cox above him is seen as, like, weird, when Fletcher Cox is probably the Eagles' best player. Um, It's sort of funny. But people just love Kelce. And I, what can I say? I'm a fan. Like, he gave the best speech ever after winning a Super Bowl. Like, people love him. So the fact I had Kelce at two, I think that just helped. I also think you had Graham above Lane Johnson. And I don't know if you disagree now, but come on, man. Lane Johnson. It's interchangeable. If Brandon yeah. Graham goes down, they're screwed too. So I think that's why I think that's why I got more votes though. I think you're right. From looking at what people said, like the comments, yeah. I prioritized offense first. And I think most people would agree that although this defense should be better next year, I think it's gonna be uh an offensive if we want to win, we're gonna have to score points. I think it's the same for any team. There's no team that has that good of a defense this year. Like in the in the modern day NFL, you gotta score points. If you don't score points, um, you're in big trouble. So I think that's probably why I just about edged it. There we go. Good point. That's true. That's a good point. But defense most championships. Yeah, that's what I used to can't say. Can't stop anybody. Graham, caught, no, it's still a thing, man. Uh, guess what the Chiefs did? It, it, uh, I don't know. Jimmy G kind of missed that touchdown to Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, this is a totally like philosophical point. My opinion on defense is I'm happy to give up points if I make plays. And a lot when we speak about this, yeah. what's so interesting is a little bit about how you see the NFL now. I see the NFL as you're always going to give up points pretty much every game to against a good team. So can you make splash plays? Uh, do you have players that can make splash plays? And by the way, that's an argument for putting Graham and Cox up there because, you know, Graham made, like, the greatest splash play in Eagles history. He won the Super Bowl! <laughs> he, 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 Tom Brady! Tom Brady was, uh, he, he ruined Tom Brady's storybook ending. Yes. Tommy Brady always, in those games, Poor Tom. in those drives, Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl every time. Brandon Graham ended it by himself. And then yeah. he gave up 500 something yards that game, exactly what you're going off of. Yeah. I, yeah, literally, they gave up a ton of points that game. They got battered, but they made a big play. Patrick Robinson played arguably the second biggest play of the offseason with the pick six. Uh, not the off-season, one about uh, post-season, that's the word. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. Depends how you view it. I do not believe defense wins championships. I think offense does. But I believe defense has a massive role to play, mainly the way I view it now, and this would change because the NFL always changes. I believe, like, more than ever, 
a shutdown defense almost isn't enough. Just not giving up many yards. Dallas should be over there getting way more trophies than they're getting now. Their defense can't stop a nosebleed. Yeah, but they have. They have. Yeah, they're they're a numbers offense though. They just put up ridiculous numbers, but. no, the Dallas is a weird offense, man. They they got way too much talent to be as inconsistent as they were last year on offense. Mm-hmm. Like they should. Uh, it's because their quarterback is average. But but uh, that's a. Oh that's a, no! That's another, topic. that's another topic. For another, that. That's another topic for another. That's another topic for another day. These debates on with the Cowboys brawl. They, they, <laughs> it'd be interesting, actually. Do what we should do? I should try and we should try and convince uh, the other brawl podcast to do this for their teams. I'd be interested to know. Like, would uh, I'm guessing the Cowboys would I put, put Dak at one? I, would would Cowboys I, put Dak at one? I'm guessing so. Uh, unless they believe in, like, who's their backup? Is their backup Cooper Rush still? Is it Danny Dalton. Oh, Danny goodness. Dalton. Yes, I signed Danny Dalton. Oh, don't even put Dak in the top 10. Uh, Ginger Ninja they would, is. They, they would all put Dak at one, though. Yeah, they would. They well, some Cowboys have uh, well, not the brightest chips. Let's end the episode with a question for everybody that's listening that they can answer, too. Yeah. I just want to hear what Eagles fans would say. Because I want to know what you would say now. Who would you put at number one for the Cowboys? If you would have you're, ask, then? you're asking me. Who would you put number one? Yeah. Uh, Zeke. How about that? I'll put Ryan back at one. Bring bring the hate. Bring it. If it was Jason Garrett's offense, I would put Zeke at one, but not. Yeah, true, actually. The the I Cowboys think. run for Zeke. Like, people that might not want to admit, although we're getting Cowboys talk now, but. It's um, not going to happen anymore, though. The offense, runs yeah. for, the offense runs for a running back. Like, you can argue against it. They are loaded with uh, heavy boxes. They get a ton of easy throws outside the numbers because that's the way teams play them. Um, when the, I can guarantee you, go and watch the Jim Schwartz meeting before the Eagles play Cowboys. They will s- repeatedly say, I can always bet you, before they go out to play, stop the run. Stop the run. We stop the run, we win. We stop the run. That, that is how I view the Cowboys. Like If you stop Zeke, you have a very good chance of winning. Um, whereas when you play the Eagles... People are saying stop Wentz. Like, stopping Sanders is a bonus, but Wentz can beat you. And I'm not saying Dak can't. I like Dak. He's a fine player. But I believe that the offense does not run through Dak Prescott. So, if you and and the, yeah, Tony Pollard, great. Tony Pollard's a great player. Like, really exciting. He's not a 20 carry a game running back. Like, the way some people talk about, like, the way people can play, being a foundational running back is a really hard thing in NFL. There's like five of them, six maybe, of guys that play 20 plus carries, touches, whatever you want to call it. There's not that many that do it well. And Zeke, when yeah, healthy, is elite. He's one of the very, very best at that. I agree. So, yeah. I just think you're talking about – I just think you're talking in past tense with Dallas, though, because they don't yeah, have yeah, – That may be true. That may be Mike McCarthy is one of the worst running coaches in the league. And you don't Quick slants all day long, baby. Quick slants all day. Slant flat for days, Cowboys. They're going to run a they ton with Mike McCarthy. don't pay – you don't pay Amari Cooper twenty million a year. You don't have Michael Gallup, who is one of the best uh, up and coming wide receivers in the league. I think he's the best from his class, to be honest with you. Gallup is uh, really good, man. Gallup he's is very really good. good. And then and then you invest a first round pick, a top twenty pick in CeeDee Lamb. So They're if, gonna throw the ball a ton this year. But I don't know if I would put Dak at one. I think I think I put Amari Cooper at one because when Amari Cooper's not on his game, or if he has a down game like he did against the Eagles, they lose. But when he's on his game, if you go back to see what the Dallas record has been since they traded for Martin Cooper, they have they haven't lost more than six games. Yeah, the splits are mad. The splits. So well, this is a totally random point. We're finishing off talking Cowboys, but if he didn't play for the Cowboys, uh, when the Cowboys drafted um, Ceedee Lamb, if he played, if let's say this is another team skill position, the Eagles should have been ringing the phone all day long to trade to Michael Gallup, man. 
he'd sit at X and do it. Like, I would trade a lot for Michael Gallup. He would be your X receiver. You're done. Deshaun at Z. Throw JJ a second white side into the scrap heap and we move on with Michael Gallup. Like, I would love that player. If he ever reaches free agency because they pay Cooper and pay um, uh, CD Lamb in the future. They... They they did uh they they worded Cooper's contract pretty well. They can get out of it after twenty twenty one without taking a hit. So yeah. I don't I think they would pay Gallup at that point over Cooper. But if he does, I would love that. Coo- uh, Gallup and Rager long term. Oh, sign me up. That's yeah. amazing. That sounds amazing. Gallup would be the best wide receiver walking into the building day one in Philly. Yeah, it's the truth. It's the truth. Go look up his numbers last year. Not even that. The year before. He was get he they asked him to be the wide receiver one before they traded for Cooper, and he just was a rookie and wasn't ready. That's see that's the difference between the the, the Cowboys and the Eagles. When the Cowboys can tell that their young wide receiver struggling, they go get help and get more talent at wide receiver position. The Eagles, on the other hand, tell JJ Arcega Whiteside, dude, if you can't do this, we're gonna have to like promote somebody from the practice squad. Like, come on, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I hate how the Eagles develop wide receivers. I, I think they won't have a problem with Jalen Rager because he's a playmaker and J.D. Arcega Whiteside isn't. You have to play to his skill set. And, I mean, I don't know. We're just rambling now. That's the end of this episode. But, um, we are totally rambling. Like Before we said, finish, like, just, just one final thing. Uh, if people do listen, to, if you haven't listened to the old episodes, go and listen. Uh, I am probably going to write something about the top 20 for BGM. So that will be interesting. So if you do have an opinion and you haven't tweeted us yet, let us know your opinions. It's always interesting to know how uh, the fan base feels about different things. I'd say for the most part, actually, and I said this at the time, I think there's a pretty clear consensus on the top 10. Like most lists we get, there was a few question marks about Dillard and Goddard maybe and Deshaun Jackson. But I think it says something about the Eagles. And I'd be this is why I'm interested to know if other teams have this same thing. It could be very common. But I think the Eagles are quite clearly... Um, like they've got quite a big group at the top, and then there's like quite a big middle ground. Um, I, I would bet some teams are like much easier to do. I think the Eagles have quite a few very good players. Like I'm not sure that many teams have as good players as Wentz, Kelsey, Johnson, Slay, Cox, and Graham. I think that's like six like extremely good players. But then I also think there are teams like the Saints where I reckon their like seven to ten list is better. Um, at the end of the day, in my top ten, I have a second tight end and Deshaun Jackson and a running back. Like, I reckon there are some teams that will have more depth than the Eagles. So, hopefully some other podcasts do this. I'm interested to see what other uh, other people come up with. Because it gives you a good chance of breaking down the roster. It's a different way of breaking down the roster than just being like, so-and-so's good, so-and-so's bad. Uh, it's an interesting way. I think we've had quite a lot of interesting discussions, actually. It's been really fun. A lot, uh, a lot of people agreed on the McLeod take. Yeah, you got some like, like that. on that. And I get it. You brought me around to it. Like, uh, fair play. I would definitely... I had him 12, man. People that like, I had him like 20. Like, I had him 12. What do you want me to do? <laughs> uh, I'm looking at that like I'm... I mean, because he's just the most. I I, I just let's I, not talk with Cloud again. We spoke with Cloud twice. That's not how. Yeah, that's not that's that not, but outside of Slay, he's the most important person that's second do. So yeah. Anyways, <laughs> thank you guys for your feedback on the show. Uh, I'm gonna say, who should we who should we think are winners? I think I think we should go with Dakota for one. I think Dakota really was really interactive with every episode. Um, I should have prepared in advance. I've seen them and now I can't remember the tweets. Yeah. He made his own list. So I I think Dakota should be one of the winners. Yeah. Um, should we go with Randy? It's fine by me. Randy? Cause I, uh, Randy was very interactive, made his own list too, and uh, 
did pick you. Yeah, and that's always good if you're listening to the podcast. But I have the power. I will say uh, it was 60-40 for the polls, so you did win. You did win. I owe you a pack. Uh, I'll have to send you that real quick. Yes, you do. Johnny, Johnny gets the 12-pack. Dakota gets a jersey. And Randy gets a jersey. Interesting. Interesting how this turned out. I thought it was uh, – it, it's sad it's coming to an end. I enjoyed it, Johnny. Enjoyed yeah, also, actually, I, I keep saying one more thing. Anyone listening now, which fair play, you're listening to like a 40-minute of the recap episode. Uh, so very, very fair play. If you are, you've got any ideas of the podcast over the next month, we always find ideas. Like me and Connor talk off air all the time. with a bunch of random things. But anything you want to see, uh, we're a pretty new podcast. We're pretty open to sort of doing a bunch of different things. So, yeah, anything, if there's anything in particular, any topics you want to hit up, uh, tweet us, let us know. That's the whole point of this. Right. right. Let me end it with this. If you guys can go ahead and leave us some five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts, and then you just go right ahead in the review section and ask a question to the show, if you want to do it there, or on Twitter, at Eagles Brawl, at Johnny Page 9 at Connor Miles NFL. Just go ahead and ask us some questions that we'll answer on the show. We have no problem doing that. Uh, we love this open discussion that we have with it. I thought – the best thing that we did about this list is we made it interactive with people online and Eagles Twitter. I think once you post it on BGN, it will blow up even more too. But uh, it was great to hear people's feedback because Johnny and I like obviously like talking to each other, but it, it does get sometimes where we do agree on a lot of stuff. So I like to hear other people's opinions and then him, him and I discuss them because now you just saw him and I kind of had some different views on some stuff because he's talking about taking Deshaun Jackson out of the top 10. I think he's absolutely insane. I think he needs his toll pack more than anything now. Um, so I, I, I like the interaction. It helps the show out. So, again, guys, reach out to us. Don't be don't, don't feel shy. We'll discuss you on the show, and your name will be mentioned. And we're everywhere. We're on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, literally any I, – I never even heard of Podbean, but apparently we're on there too. There's and a lot of random things. We have our own SoundCloud. We're, dude, we're our own SoundCloud rappers. Go <laughs> <laughs> about 10 so years. We're big time. Show, reach out to the show. We'll answer your guys' question on there. We love talking to Eagles. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Again, five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts are greatly appreciated. We're up to 29 right now for, what, a month and a week on there. I love it. Let's keep it going. We love the feedback we've been getting for so far for the show. Surpass 3K downloads. We're excited. Again, Dakota, Randy, congrats on the jerseys. Johnny, congrats on your 12-pack. Thank you, guys. Parents, you taught your kids everything from tying their shoes to riding a bike. Next life lesson, that saving money is worth it. And chores can be fun. Meet GoHenry, the debit card and financial learning app for kids 6 to 18. It has all the tools to teach your kids about money. Check off chores in the app, set savings goals, and more. Families love it. 92% of parents say their kids were more money confident after using the app. Get started at GoHenry.com, promo code GoHenry. Clorox knows you want your clothes smelling fresh and clean, but so what happens? That's why we created Clorox Fabric Sanitizers, to freshen up your clothes between washes, pre-treat extra stinky laundry, and make sure every last odor comes out in the wash. Clorox Fabric Sanitizers take care of all that and eliminate 99% of odor-causing bacteria. Plus, they're bleach-free and safe for all colors and fabrics. When it counts, trust Clorox. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.